today I've got a couple of thoughts for you. We're, we're back. We're continuing this Empowered series. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Pentecost Sunday is next week. Jeremy is going to be bringing the message for that. Uh, and he's working this week. He's got every, every year they do a family weekend, maybe two. I'm not sure. They do a family weekend at the Stewart home, which means he's putting in 15-hour days for like a week. Um, and uh, so he's been doing that this week, and he, I think that wraps up this evening for him. So um, that's where he is, but he will be here next week um, bringing that message. So uh, this series, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and the idea that we're filled with the Holy Spirit uh, when we're made new, when we're born again, the Spirit comes and lives within us. Um, and uh, we did some reading in Galatians earlier this year. I think it was actually earlier this series. I should say it that way. Earlier this series. The first week, we read out of some Galatians 5. And we're actually going to go back to that place um, and read some of the same stuff we read before in this series. But uh, one verse struck me this week. One verse. And it's like maybe 12 words. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, 13 words. Okay. Um, depending on what version you use. But this is the verse. Galatians 5.25. And I want to leave this up there for a while. All right, Jeremy? Galatians 5.25, it says this. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. It's very interesting. Um, as I read that, the first thing that I, I notice when I read this verse on its own, not in the context of everything else, um, because we will get to that. This is uh, uh, the last verse of a particular section where uh, Paul is, is writing about some, some specific, specific stuff, and we're going to get back to that. Um, but the first thing that I noticed or that I thought when I read that was that idea um, or the phrase, if we live by the Spirit. What does that mean, if we live by the Spirit? Um, and just because my mind goes where it does, the phrase, the Spirit of the law, right, came to my mind, right? To living by the Spirit of the law. We don't, we don't, it's the opposite of going by the letter of the law. No, this is the Spirit of the law, that kind of a thing. Like, it's the idea of living by the, the principle that's behind the law. The idea of, like, you know, whatever. Um, so you could say, well, technically it's not stealing if nobody claims it. You know, it's just kind of sitting on the side of the road. And so I could just take that. And, well, that's not really living by the letter or the spirit of the law, right? Um, but the second half of this phrase tells us that's not at all what Paul's talking about, okay? It's not at all what he's writing about. He's not writing about the spirit of the law. He's writing about the Holy Spirit, Okay? And also, if you just read the rest of that chapter, you might figure it out pretty quickly. Um, but it changes how we look then at this phrase, living by the Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, if we live because of the Spirit, okay? So he's writing about being alive. If we're made alive by the Spirit, Holy Spirit, capital S, we're talking about a reality here, okay? This is a reality. You have been made alive by the Spirit of God living within you. Alive by the Spirit of God living within you. We talk about this thing all the time, right? When you surrender 
your way of doing things, when you give up the idea that I'm Lord of my life and I am the determiner of everything, I am the determiner of my fate, right? Everything rests on me, so I've got to make this happen. When you give up that idea and you say, God, I need you, I can't do this. I don't want to be the Lord or the determiner of my fate anymore, right? Would you come make me new? I need you. At that moment, the Spirit of God comes to live within you, okay? And you are made alive spiritually for the very first time. And I feel like we need to point this out. Paul uses the word if, okay? If we've been made alive in the Spirit. If we've been made alive, if, if we live because of the Spirit, and if, in this context, suggests that there is an alternative to being alive by the Spirit or in the Spirit. And what's the alternative life? It's death, right? It's not alive, not being alive. So in six words, if we live by the Spirit, in six words, Paul's saying, listen, there's two conditions for the human spirit. There's two conditions. There's two options for you in your life. Dead or alive. Okay? Dead or alive. Those are the two options. And there is one path for your spirit to be alive. That is the spirit of God living inside of you. Right? That's what he's saying. If we live by, if we live because of, if we live through the spirit, we have life through the Spirit, if we have life by the Spirit, then let us also walk by the Spirit, right? Now, this is very interesting to me because that word walk, um, the biblical usage of it usually means to like follow in an orderly manner, right? So almost like marching and actually my version, the, the, so what we just read right there, if we live by the Spirit, so also walk by the Spirit. That's the 1995 interpretation or NASB, the 2020 version says, let us also, or let us follow the Spirit, right? If we live by the Spirit, let's follow the Spirit as well. So it, that's very much in there in the idea of, of what this walking means. Let's follow the Spirit, let's live the Spirit, let's go along with the Spirit. Um, and so what Paul is talking about is how you do these things in an orderly manner. But as a metaphor, it also means the course of your life, like your walk right? It's the course of your life. So how you live. And it's interesting to me because Paul is making a distinction here that there is a difference between having life and being made alive spiritually and walking or living by the Spirit. And I know it sounds a little bit strange, but he's saying there's a difference between being alive and living. But there is a clear difference right? Like medically speaking, somebody can be kept alive with a bunch of machines, but they're not living, right? They're alive, but they're not living by those machines. So Paul's making a point. He's like, listen, there is a difference for us in being alive by the Spirit of God and being made alive and living, or um, yeah, being made alive by the Spirit of God. And there's a difference between that and living in the spirit of God or being alive in the spirit and walking with or following the spirit of God as we live, 
right? There's a distinction here. So what Paul is saying is, if you've been made alive in the Spirit or by the Spirit of God living within you, then you're alive. Well, since you're alive because of the Spirit living within you, why not also walk by the Spirit living within you? Why not also live with the, by the Spirit? And by him saying that, he's like, there's an option here. There's choices, right? You've got a choice in this, in your life. You can be alive in the spirit of God. You can be made new. You can have a spiritual reality of being born again and yet not be walking in or walking with the spirit because you're choosing something else. So Paul's saying you've got a choice here. You've got choices in your life. Now, I want to get back to the rest of the chapter of Galatians 5 because it's very easy to see what the other choice is, right, with, with, with what he talks about here. If not living by the Spirit, if being alive in the Spirit but not living by the Spirit, well, what's the alternative? Galatians 5, 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the desire of the flesh is against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh for these are in opposition to one another in order to keep you from doing whatever you want. What's, what's the opposite of it? What's the opposite of living by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, it's, or living according to the Spirit? It's living according to the flesh, okay? In the flesh, we've talked about this lots here. The flesh is the old you, right? The flesh is the old way of living, and it's really important for you to understand this. The flesh is not you, it's the old you, okay? The flesh was you not alive in the spirit. The flesh was what was in Adam, but now you are in Christ. Because now the spirit is here. You've been made alive by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit moved in. And two things cannot exist within you at the same time. Two natures cannot coexist within one body. You're either of the flesh or you are of the Spirit, but you are not both, okay? And when you are in Adam, when you are dead in the flesh, there's nothing you can do to change that. This is a basic principle of the gospel, right? There's nothing you can do to change that. There's no choice for you in that. You are in sin. The wages of sin is death, right? There's no choice for that. But look at Romans 8. Look at Romans 8, verse 9. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells within you, he goes on to say, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. So you, if you, you, are, you belong to him if you have the spirit, right? And he's saying you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. So for those who have been born again, those who have been made new, there's been a location change for us, right? This is all metaphoric language that Paul is using. From the flesh to the spirit, okay? And it's a funny way to think about it because... If you combine these two thoughts, Paul is saying, listen, you are in the spirit if the spirit is in you. 
You're in the Spirit if the Spirit is in you. It's almost like when Jesus said, uh, you will be in me and I will be in you and my Father is in me and I am in him and all those things, right? Combining all those things. But you are in the Spirit if the Spirit is in you. If you're born again, if you're made new, you are in the Spirit. Location has changed, period, end of story, okay? And all of that is to say that when you were in the flesh, in Adam, dead in sin, however you want to say it, you had no choice other than that. That was it. Nothing you could do, right? But you are no longer in the flesh. You are in the spirit because the spirit dwells in you. Therefore, you now have a choice. And what are the choices that are in front of you? Walk according to the flesh or walk according to the spirit. Walk following the flesh, walk following the spirit. That's a choice now, okay? And Paul is making the argument, since you are alive because of the spirit, since you live in the spirit, then why not live and walk according to that spirit, okay? You've got a choice now. Before, you only had the option of the flesh. Now you've got the choice of living according to the Spirit. You couldn't follow the Spirit before because you were not alive in the Spirit. All you had was to walk according to the flesh, but now you are in Christ. Now you are in the Spirit, and if we live in the Spirit, why not walk by the Spirit? I love the simplicity of this thought. Okay? Now, it may, not be, it may not sound very simple because I just did a bunch of yakking and confused it. Um, but the simplicity is this. Since this is who you are, why not live that way? It's that simple. Since this is who you are, why not live? It's the most natural thing, the most natural way for you to live. It's like saying, since you own a house, why don't you sleep there at night? Right? Sure, you could choose to sleep out on the road. You could. You could go to a park bench and sleep out there. But now you own a house. Why would you do that? Why not live there? Why not sleep there? Or it's like saying, if, if you're a human, why not walk on two feet? Why not? Sure, you could choose to crab walk everywhere, you know, on your hands and or on the, you're trying to do this the whole way, right? Sure, you could do that, but it's going to be awkward. doesn't fit you and who you are. It's not what you've been designed for. It's going to leave your back and your arms aching. You're going to be slow. You're going to drag everybody else that's with you. You're going to drag them back if they try and keep up with you. You're going to look crazy. You're going to look like nothing like you're supposed to look like. You're going to miss out on all kinds of things. Why would you do that? You've got a choice now. Before, that was the only way you could get around. But now you've got a choice. So since you're a human, why not walk on your feet? Now that you live in the Spirit, why not walk by the Spirit? You can hear the arguments, right, that happened. It goes back to a, the Romans 6 argument that shows up anytime you talk about the reality of a totally free, grace-based, no-strings-attached 
made new relationship, new covenant relationship with God through Jesus, right? It happens. Romans 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may increase? Far from it. How shall we who died to sin still live in it, Paul says. So the argument goes, wait a minute. So you're saying because of grace, because of a new identity, I can just do whatever I want. So I can go on a sin binge if I want, right? I don't have to live according to any law. There's nothing I'm gonna break. There's nothing that's gonna bring punishment down on me, any of that, right? That's what I hear you saying, if it's all grace. And Paul responds with, what are you talking about? Number one, I guess, yeah, right? You can crab walk if you want. I guess, if that's really what you wanna do, let's be real, you've been covered, right? You're a human, you're choosing to crab walk, but you're covered, you've been born again, right? If you've been born again, and it's all about what Jesus has done, and not what you're doing, then I mean there's grace for you, right? So I guess, but if you really died to sin, if you've really been born again, if you've really been made new, if you're now in the spirit, I don't think that's what you really wanna do. Because that's not who you are anymore. It doesn't fit you anymore. Why would you wanna do that? There may, may be temptations, the enemy might come at you, there might be old habits, sure, but it's not what you really wanna do, is it? There's something within you now that's going, that's not who you are. Might feel like it, might feel like that would be a good choice, but you know it's not, right? You didn't have that before. You got that now. Why would you want to do that? That would be being alive in the spirit, but choosing to live according to the flesh, okay? Being new, but choosing old. You know what happens when you are new and choose old? You know what happens when you live inconsistently with who you are? You know what that brings? Pain, heartache, difficulty, trouble, stress, anxiety. Look at what Galatians 5 and see what, look what Paul says are the deeds of the flesh, okay? So this is choosing to live according to the flesh. Being made new, being in the spirit, but choosing to live according, these are the deeds of the flesh for the, uh, where is it, 19, I'm on the wrong one. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostilities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, Right? Think about the results of those things for a person who's born again, who's made alive, who's new. Think about what your life feels like if you choose to live a life of sexual immorality, of impurity, of indecent behavior, of witchcraft, of jealousy, of outbursts of anger. If you're living like that, living according to the flesh, how does that feel? Doesn't feel good right? Because it's not who you are. It's not who you are. 
you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be experiencing the freedom that's now yours in Christ because you're, you've been made alive in him. It doesn't mean you won't be in Christ anymore, but it does mean you'll be miserable. You will be. Try getting around by crab walking all day tomorrow and let me know how you feel. You weren't designed for it, okay? Why would you do that? Since we live by the Spirit, let's walk by the Spirit. And see, for me, this is why a right understanding of your new identity as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is the most important thing for any new Christian, any Christian at all to understand about themselves. Before anything else, you must know the reality of your new birth. Before anything else, you have to know that something has happened right here that you really were spiritually dead and now you really are spiritually alive and it's only because of Christ in grace. And that process of new birth only comes from the grace in Jesus Christ. It's not by anything that you've ever done. It's not by anything you will ever do or you can do, okay? Because our... What this means is our relationship is not behavior-based with God. It's nature-based. What is your nature? Are you flesh or are you spirit? Are you Adam or are you Christ? Are you old or are you new? Are you dead or are you alive? Our relationship with our Heavenly Father is based on our nature rather than based on our behavior. And if you don't get that spiritual reality, then you will read verses like these things, and it will always feel like your relationship with God is up in the air based on how well you're doing at that particular moment, right? But Paul is saying your relationship with your heavenly father is based on Jesus and his gift of your new righteousness in him. And that doesn't change. And if you understand this new identity and the reality of a new nature, then all of a sudden, if you can grasp that, that just becomes your place to live from, not a place to achieve, not things to do in order to gain. It's just living and walking in relationship with God. It's living in the spirit or being alive in the spirit and living in the spirit because that's just natural. It's not what you have to do. Since this is who you are, why not live that way? Since you now live in the Spirit and you are now designed to walk by the Spirit, then choose to live by the Spirit and walk by the Spirit rather than the flesh. Again, sure, temptations, sure, old habits. But choose, you have a choice now, right? But understand that only comes out of a reality that's already happened, not of something you're trying to make happen. Live according to the new reality of full and complete acceptance of wholly being loved, of being embraced by God and never needing 
or having, excuse me, having every need met in him because of the new life that he's given you. See, you once live a life in the flesh trying to get all kinds of needs met, right? And if you look at the deeds of the flesh, these are deeds. These are not fruit of the flesh. These are deeds. What are deeds of the flesh? These are things where you're trying to get needs met. Look at the deeds of the flesh, right? Look at them. Sexual immorality, trying to get a need met, trying to find acceptance, right? Witchcraft, trying to find power, idolatry, selfish ambition. I'm going to make other people recognize how high and lofty I am. Selfish ambition, it's all about me. That's trying to get a need met. Drunkenness, I'm trying to forget, trying to have fun, trying to whatever, right? Envy, boy, if I had what they had, then my needs would be met. Indecent behavior. Rather than choosing to do the things that you did while you lived in the flesh to try and meet those needs, what about realizing that all those needs are met in Christ? In the reality of your new life in the Spirit. Those are the deeds of somebody that are living according to the flesh. Those are the deeds of, some, of somebody that's trying to, to accomplish something in their life for themselves. And the fruit of living that way the fruit of trying to get those needs met for somebody who's made new, it's stress, anxiety, anger, depression, frustration. But living according to the Spirit, walking according to the Spirit that you were made alive in, because that's who you are, because you are new, well, the fruit of that is not anger and depression and anxiety and frustration. The fruit of that is joy and love and peace, and kindness, and patience, and goodness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. And of course, we talked about in week one, those are not things for you to do, right? Those are fruits of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit working within you as you walk according to the Spirit that you now live in. So, this thing of righteousness and this identity, it's not about like self-esteem. I'm not trying to pump you up, right? So you feel good about yourself. <laughs> I want you to know who you are because once you know who you are and understand who you are, it's the most natural thing in the world to live that way, right? And it's not, there's never a doubt of my identity because my identity is set in Christ. Even when I don't live that way, well, I know there's, it's going to end in frustration. I know it's going to end in anger, and there's going to be all kinds of cleanup that, that, that we got to do, but the Lord can do that, right? This focus of our righteousness in Christ and our new identity, for me, it's the same thing that Paul is writing right here. If we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then why not live according to the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? If we have a new identity, then why don't we go ahead and live according to that new identity? Never, never motivated by any have-tos, but always motivated by the want-tos of a new heart and a new spirit. It all starts with being born again and living in the spirit and understanding that this is a new reality for you. 
not just a new way of trying to do things, not just a new way of living according to the flesh to try and make it. It's a new reality for you. It's happened for you. <laughs> You're a human, why not walk, right? You own a house, why, why not sleep in the, in the house? You're born again in the spirit. Why not live by the spirit? Amen? Amen. Let's close in prayer this morning. Lord Jesus, thank you for the goodness of a new reality for life, for us. God, I pray that you would continue to open our eyes more and more to what you've done in us, to what it means to live by the Spirit, to have life because of the Spirit, God. That, it, that, that this life, this relationship with you is not about following rules to accomplish a thing, God. It is about walking with you in the reality of new life. And there are ups and downs in that life we get to live with you. God, would you help us when those, those points in our life come up and there are choices? Because now we have a choice. Would you help us to choose what it means to live with the Spirit, to follow the Spirit? If that means opening our ears to hearing you speak, God, I pray that you would open our ears to hear you speak. Lord, more than anything, would you help us to see the work you've done already in us to create in us a new identity, to, to, for us to be born again, to be born for the first time spiritually, to be made alive spiritually so that now we can live with you by your spirit. Would you help us to trust you in that? Trust you. We love you, Lord. Amen.